Before we get started, it's important for me to note that the Whitman Wire is ASWAC funded. Our operating costs and staff wages all come from the ASWAC budget. However, the student editors of the Wire make all editorial decisions independently from the college, student government, or other interested party. This week's episode of the Whitman Wire podcast is in no way intended to be representative of the Wire's view on ASWAC's current budgetary practices or procedures. As Whitman's only student-run news organization, we have a responsibility to cover all aspects of student life and opinion, including decisions that could have financial ramifications on the student body. With that in mind, here's the show. The Associated Students of Whitman College, ASWAC, in case you have or haven't heard, is a pretty important group of people who advocates change throughout student life. You may be asking, who are they and what do they do? You're listening to the Whitman Wire podcast. I'm Sarah Carranza-Ranellas, and this week, I had the opportunity to speak with the Finance Committee members, as well as ASWAC President Salma Yano on questions about student fees, who makes them, how are discussions introduced while also going into detail on what it's like being an ASWAC and how can other students who are curious contribute. As another Whitman peer, I'm sure it's all crossed our minds on what ASWAC has to do with our finances, student fees, and the current changes that are happening around campus. Where does the money go and how is money disputed throughout club events or general campus life organizations? I was able to get in contact with Buddy Moench, a member on the finance committee team, and in detail, this was their responses. The questions first was, if you could address what does the finance section do and how does it work, uh, what are some characteristics or opportunities that finance entails? And he had to say, the finance committee manages all funding for student organizations and clubs, including dozens of on-campus events every semester. We meet every week to review funding requests from both clubs and individual students for any expenses related to the developing student body. The Finance Committee is a great place to learn about organizational management and finances. The chair of the Finance Committee is directly responsible for managing a budget of more than $600,000. The following question, addressing the student fees, what specifically does the fee go towards? How are they set out? Who manages? And also, when did that start? The response was, the ASWAC fee charged to all students pays for almost all spending by almost all clubs and student organizations on campus. It comprises the lion's share of the ASWAC budget, including the budget of, for all web events, KWCW, the Power and Privilege, the Emergency Fund, which helps students meet unforeseen expenses, $75,000 for club sports in the coming year alone, and many more expenses. Students and organizations submit spending requests in the form of yearly budgets as well as travel and student development requests, which can be submitted at any time. The Finance Committee determines responsible amounts for the student fee by committee and proposes multiple options to the Senate, which votes to elect one. As far as I know, the student fee has been charged as long as there has been associated student body at Whitman College, but we'd have to hit the archives to find out for sure. Also, to those listening, if you're curious... I had asked where we could find the updated budgets and extra information, and they had said all our budgets and other documents are on the ASWAC Finance Instagram's link tree, also at ASWC Finance. Also, how does overseeing the budgets happen? Is it very time-consuming? Are there a lot of people who participate? Club budgets are dispersed via presence or wit life via budget requests which are submitted to the ASWAC Administrative Assistant. It is a full-time job for the admin assistant, Lori. 
Beyond that, every club and student who receives money participates in overseeing the budget. Lastly, what are some future plans that ASWEC or ASWEC Finances want to adapt or improve on? And the response is, ASWEC Finance wants to continue to invest in the campus community by dispersing funds to organizations and students who provide value to the student body. We also want to establish for the students a more accurate picture of the role and responsibilities of the Finance Committee. He finishes with, a lot of people seem to think we do nothing or pay all the fees to ourselves, which ultimately, he says, is false. Ultimately, I was able to speak with Salma on how ASEC functioned and how it progressed in being an organization for the students. Who and how are we able to contribute and what is next for us? She encourages everyone to become more involved. As we know, she is soon to be ending her term as president. And when asked about a lesson she learned during her presidency, she says, True institutional change happens when change takes place that changes the status quo and challenges traditional forms of leadership. She also says it's been an honor serving as the first elected Latina in the history of women and that she hopes to see the first black woman get elected soon. It is long overdue. And more in greater depth, here's more on what Salma had to say. Quick disclaimer, these responses are all through email, so I will be reading them through. I asked the question, as of currently, what issues is the ASWAC board trying to decide on? Are student fees still a topic of discussion? And is it difficult in trying to come up with solutions? And she says, the student fee has been decided. We are keeping the student fee of $422, so no increase. Currently, we are gearing up to run elections and set the budget for next year. Running elections is a bit difficult. Getting students to run is very hard, she says. We actually reformed the system so that five positions on executive council are elected democratically rather than being nominated internally. This was a direct response to the criticism we received from the student body, she says. We are running live polls this semester and holding debates. We hope these changes make the elections more engaging, but of course, we do need students to put in their part and be more engaged. And she continues, the student fee passed. We do have tough decisions ahead and we'll have to make some cuts to certain areas. I invite everyone to attend Senate on Sunday, April 10th to invoice their opinions on the proposed budget. Mental health has been a large issue. We respond by helping implement the UWell platform that offers free counseling to all students and gives them access to diverse counselors. We know this does not solve the entire issue, but we worked really hard and believe it's a good first step. We also advocated to expand the library hours in the fall and we're happy to be part of that effort. We reformed our entire stipend system as well as to comply with labor laws. The following question, how often are you working with Whitman students and do you wish there was more participation? I had read on a past Whitman Wire paper that only 18% of the student body has participated in the race. Why do you think there's no, not much attention? I work with various stakeholders on a daily basis. I do wish that there was more participation. I don't think students realize the amount of power student government holds. I encourage everyone to become more involved and either join or attend senates. I know many students want to see more events and different things on campus. Advocating to student government is a very good way to get those things brought to our attention so that we can keep addressing them. We also hope that reform made to elections will make them more democratic and encourage our voter turnout to increase. We are aiming for a 30% voter turnout. And lastly, the question was, as your 21-22 term comes to an end, what is something you really wish to have time to dwell on? Issues-wise, campus life. Also, how is it being president? I understand the beginning was a bit rough or harder due to being criticized on experiences. What's something that could be fixed or something you've learned? And she says, I have learned that when you come into a position and want to make several changes, you have to learn how to be collaborative. At first, people weren't very receptive to the many changes we wanted to make. Our executive council had a rough start, but we have improved a lot together and had a lot of growth. I also learned a lot about working with various stakeholders. It's tough being in certain environments as a woman of color, but I have learned to navigate them and to always speak my truth, even if it means burning bridges. From what we can see, these responses and questions were very straight to the point. And once again, I appreciate being able to interview those included. I'm Casey Moulton podcast editor. 
Sarah's correspondence with Buddy and Salma shines a light on some of the more big-picture reforms and goals that Aswag has over the course of the year and some things they've already done. Like Buddy mentioned in his emails to The Wire, the Finance Committee oversees the entire organization's yearly budget, over $600,000 in student fees. It's a budget that, as of the time of this episode's release on April 8th, has yet to be voted on. In preparing to cover this story, I attended a budget town hall hosted by ASWAC Finance on April 4th. We don't have any audio from that meeting, but I think it's fair to describe the feeling in the room that afternoon as tense. Committee chairs, senators, and leaders of a few campus organizations were in attendance, but it wasn't a packed meeting by any means. Immediately following that meeting, I spoke to Lewin Merrill, Chair of Student Outreach, to hear his thoughts on the meeting's outcome. Hi, I'm Lewin Merrill. I'm the current chair of the ASWAC Student Outreach Committee. And what are your thoughts on the current budgeting process that ASWAC is in the middle of? So the current budgeting process is seeing a lot of cuts to our budget as a whole, which I think is good for the organization. I think we have way more money than perhaps we actively use and some cuts should be made. However, the current changes to several positions and especially the stipend system for how ASWAC operates was not uh, well thought out, was not communicated with the rest of the ASWAC body from the finance committee. And currently we're in a half and half space where either it's illegal for us to get paid more and we can't increase budget stipend budgets because that would be breaking the law or we're fine and this is a value-based judgment, but also everybody should be paid equitably. And yeah. so I'm really curious how this next sentence is gonna go and to see what we actually come down on, whether or not we wanna be following the rules and completely equitable or whether we wanna make more yeah. value-based judgments. Can you talk about the value-based judgment? Why, why are we jumping to value-based? So I say this because certain committees are getting paid. So in the past, all senators were paid a certain set amount every year. The new proposed method is that certain committees will, each committee will get a lump sum. Certain committees are getting $3,000, others are getting $2,000. And some committees have fewer members and some committees have more. So for student outreach, it's an elected position. I don't get to choose how many members are on my committee. My members will be making $160. Now we're a project-based committee. There are two other project-based committees. If those other project-based committees hire two members and each one of those members is doing one project a week like my committee is, their members will get $500 a semester. My members will get $160. Now, I, I believe in like volunteering for student government. I think it's a good thing to do, but I think that that is a value-based judgment. That is saying that the work that these other people do is worth less money compensated than the other people. And perhaps not even compensated because stipends aren't compensation for work, but that then is a value-based judgment saying, we appreciate your work more than we appreciate these other people's. Like Lewin mentioned, there are other committees that are project-based besides student outreach. To learn more about how senators on those committees reacted to the proposed budget, I spoke to Owen Jekyll, a first year who is serving as the vice chair of the Sustainability Committee. Sustainability and student outreach aren't the only project-based committees, something Owen makes clear. 
Although our conversation is primarily centered around the budget, Owen also took the opportunity to talk about some of ASWAC's institutional norms and potential places for improvement. I'm Owen Jekyll. Um, I'm a first year and I am the vice chair of the sustainability committee. How'd you get involved with sustainability in the first place? Why did you pick sustainability or why did you pick to go into student government at all? I was like politically active in high school mostly through environmental justice work and the chair of ASWAC sustainability was my OWL leader. So he was kind of very like pushing this join us. We're not kind of this like cookie cutter sustainability. We're here to get rid of that kind of granola look and make sustainability something else, which I was happy to hear and excited to kind of, you know, my first week on campus, that was something that I was looking for. And Do you think it's met that yeah. kind of expectation? I think some of the work we've done has. I think there's always going to be that, like, you know, we had Cleveland climate combos throughout the first half, the first semester, and you know, you have a lot of people coming up and asking, like, about compost and these things that, just to give a little background, like, the net positive for compost compared to, like, LED lighting across the whole campus is, like, there's a drastic difference that makes compost for the investment, which we wouldn't be investing in Whitman itself, like, not totally worth it. Although, you know, Bonap and stuff is trying to create kind of composting. But I think as a committee itself, we have done a pretty good job. I think there's... I think the first conversation I had with our sustainability chair about kind of joining sustainability committee was after the opening week event where we went around and like looked at the Marcus Whitman statue and stuff like that and I came back with kind of a lot of problems with that and had no idea before that day. He kind of said, if you join ASWAC, like we're doing a lot of work with this, we're working on land acknowledgement, stuff like that. There was work that was outside of this kind of, some of these very basic granola activities that I think yeah, there's work that we don't necessarily see that I'd imagine that's in the works. Yeah, and we talked about that a little bit last night as kind of one of the problems for why sustainability got cut on their funding for um, employing a certain number of people compared to other ones and that they didn't actually ask us kind of what we were working on. Let's talk about that funding a little bit because, I mean, we first spoke yesterday after the, the budget town hall. I was hearing over and over again from members of the sustainability committee that they weren't contacted. In an ideal world, what would have that contact looked like? Yeah, I think you're creating a budget that's going to cut our funding, not for something like an activity or an event, but for like people that need to make this money in order to be compensated for the work that they're doing and be able to do that job. Lilise mentioned multiple times her being working class and that she can't be a part of ASWEC if she's not getting paid this $500. And they based those cuts on kind of events and the amount of work that we're doing. You can see that they didn't cut the chair's budgets because they, the people creating that budget see the chairs doing work, but they don't necessarily see us doing work. So a big contentious issue at that budget meeting was kind of quantifying what the work of committee members looks like. What does that work look like for you? Yeah, and I think part of the problem that we had was being able to quantify it, and that's not totally possible, which is, I think, why stipends work so well is it's kind of this stipend for knowing that you do a general amount of work and it's not really based on hours. I'm not tracking hours. But I think one really good example for some of the work that I've done this semester, and this actually started in November, is we were hoping to kind of put on an event. And when you're first thinking about that, you always think like, what can kind of increase student engagement, which happens to oftentimes be a problem on campus. Um, and our first thought was food. And I had some experience up at a Line 3 pipeline protest 
where we would eat wild rice like as a group every day and this was feeding thousands of people that were there to protest and I thought it'd be really cool to like feed some of the Whitman campus first foods. So this event started in November and started planning it. I reached out to head of the Student Engagement Center, Noah. Levitt, Helen Kim, who's on the Long Tent Event Committee, which the event is now going to be on April 23rd. But I've spent numerous hours working with IPEC. Tony from, who's like heads up kind of the grounds. I've worked with Antonia, making sure that there's, that accessibility isn't an issue. I've worked with the DNI Committee of ASWAC because obviously indigenous first foods are an intersectional issue. I could go on naming the number of people that I've worked with, spent hours in meetings. We have a $3,700 budget and we're we're hoping to have 200 people getting fed, going through the long tent, and learning about first foods on that Saturday. It's hard to kind of explain how many hours you've spent on that, but right. based on ASRAC's current pay scale, do you feel as though you've been adequately compensated for your work? If I were to get paid minimum wage and track hours, I would have gone far over the $500 that I get paid in this yeah. semester. You know, last semester when I was new on the committee, I'd say 500 was probably perfect. I'm sure there are people that are doing a little less work and maybe don't quite hit 500, but I think there's also, work is a really important thing to, I think, understand, but at the same time, like, I just think that it's important that ASWAC is employing people, getting people out and doing things, and making sure that they're compensated well for that so that they have that ability to do that. You know, all everything that people do is experience, even if you're only showing up to your weekly committee meeting and your bi-weekly Senate, I mean, the amount of experience I've had in Senate with learning how to somewhat democratically <laughs> work with people and solve issues and just understanding how a little bit how government works even on a small scale is gonna be super important for me yeah. going on so we heard over and over again a couple of times last night by a couple different people that the point of a stipend is not to compensate labor do you have thoughts on that like as a statement or on how stipends are currently used and what they could look like in the future yeah i think you can find a definition that you want to fit your agenda at any point i think that we would not be getting a stipend if we were not doing labor and i don't think it necessarily quantifies the amount of labor sometimes in the wrong direction like i previously mentioned i've probably worked for minimum wage a lot more hours than the $500 I've gotten. So you feel as though you're being compensated adequately right now? Like based on last semester, based on the work you did there, do you feel as though you'd be adequately compensated to do the same amount of work next year if the ASWAC budget, as currently explained, were to pass on Sunday? I think it gets a little bit iffy because it's like $2,000 lump sum and if we technically hired two people, I'd get paid the same. If I were to get paid less, most definitely not. That would not be an adequate compensation for my labor and I don't think I could afford to do it. I think there's other places where I could go make more money and do good work. And that's a big deal is like, part of it is me wanting to do good work and because of that, I'm getting fairly compensated and I can go find somewhere where I'll feel like I'm getting something out of it and also at the same time be compensated. I'm happy to do volunteer work, but at the same time, to make it truly equitable and like allow all people to be involved in a thing like this, it can't be volunteer based. So you talk about doing good work. Do you find it difficult to do good work and focus on the work when there's still so much contention surrounding what next year could look like? In terms of the first food event, and there's a couple other events that we're planning, we're planning like a clothing swap in later April, and then another town hall to kind of explain this. Climate survey that we put out last mm -hmm. semester, and by the way, um, 
Fraser and Isla are two people that are off study abroad right now, but did like an immense amount of work on that. Again, just another example of like something that we're doing and people are putting a lot of hours in. And I think I'm focused on those and like committed to those. And I feel like I'm super excited about this First Foods event. So I've been able to do that work, but I know talking to Lalise last night and she's now been in ASWAC for two years and like was in government in high school. It's always been an important interest of hers. And I think she felt just very defeated. And I think, so I definitely think that there's people that are gonna have a hard time continuing to do this work knowing that it might not be something that they have an opportunity to do anymore. When we talk about the budget as a whole, how much interaction do other committees have with finance when it comes to the final budget? Yeah, they mentioned that they reached out to some different chairs and members of committees, and I would say that's probably about the extent to what they do throughout the year. ASWEC as a whole kind of has a problem with working as a whole. It's very committee-based. Um, like I said, I worked a little bit with DEI, and you know, once in a while we kind of work with student outreach because they're there to outreach and communications for logistical things but really I'm not involved with oversight I'm not involved with finance two people making a lot of really big decisions with kind of this these long debates last semester Salma Prince essentially said that you know if you don't agree with something just vote no on it I think that ruins the point of a democracy and the point of having a conversation and talking things out and trying to change people's minds so that it's not just you the singular person that's voting but you create and at least get to get your opinion out there and let people have all the facts before they go and make a decision about something and i feel like i don't have those conversations behind the scenes with oversight and finance i don't have those conversations with a lot of different people and we end up kind of sticking together as like committees and there's just a lot of i think kind of social issues within aswec that kind of ruin what i think its function is yeah, do you think there would be less contention about the budget if other committees were spoken to earlier or more often about funding as a whole? Yeah, I think that's the point of ASWAC is that you're bringing together people that are interested in sustainability, interested in diversity and inclusion, interested in kind of oversight and making sure that things run smoothly, interested in communications, and those are all important pieces of the puzzle, and that's why we should be working together. Having just a group of people that are into finance going over finance, I think, kind of defeats the purpose of why there's other committees. Was the budget town hall the first time you'd seen the budget as a whole? Yeah, it was actually not shared with me until that moment. I had heard about it about 30 minutes before at my committee meeting, but I did not know that that was, I guess, rough draft of the budget. I think they kind of used that as an excuse to like, I think they pretty much want it to be how it is now, but. There's a lot of line items in that budget. There's there's a lot of money that students get to make a lot of important decisions about. Uh, something else that was talked about specifically yesterday was getting rid of stipends for students serving on other committees. Do you have any particular thoughts about cutting stipends to those positions? I think, so a little bit of context, we approved a budget to not change the student fee before break and that left finance with, I think, I wanna say 80,000, but I'll make sure to get you the specifics um, to figure out and cut in different places. I understand that I th that is a big issue and a lot to figure out, but I think, again, we talk about cutting people's budget and turning it into volunteer work, but that also turns it into a 
what was the phrase being used? Upper class resume builder? I'm not sure. And I think that's a great way to put it. We talk a lot about diversity and inclusion, especially like at Whitman as a whole, but specifically in ASWAC. And it you ruined some of that diversity and inclusion when you're not stipending people. Even if it's those $40 for meeting a couple times, turning it into a wage thing like that. I mean, that goes a long way, and I think it at least shows people that they are being, you know, stipend in or getting what they give in at the very least. So obviously, like, the budget is still up in the air. We're kind of, I mean, I'm talking to you right now on Tuesday, so we're between when the town hall was and when Senate will be on Sunday. How do you see that Senate meeting on Sunday going? I, I expect it to be a bit of a problem. I know Ken threatened to cut everyone's budget into volunteer work by basically tattling on ASWAC for being an illegal, like, stipending illegally anyway. And if he indeed did that, I don't really understand how he thinks it's going to pass, because you just told the whole Senate that has to approve your budget that you're no longer paying them. That doesn't make much sense to me. I think there's still going to be problems if it's the way that it looks right now, and people are going to be upset and worried. I think there's also this kind of idea of, like, ASWAC is too big, and that's part of the problem. I personally don't agree with that. I think getting more people involved, more faces, creates more diversity, it creates creates more jobs, and it pays more people, and I think the bottom line is that that's a good thing. Again, going back to kind of these other things that, like the Bon Appetit Advisory Board and the Council of Student Affairs now getting paid nothing, again, you're creating more jobs to me and creating places where you can pay students is a good thing. There's like a common sentiment that students are poor in college because, you know, they're paying for tuition, so let's, you know, at least do what we can to... There's a $600,000 budget, and again, I have to give it to them, like, there was an $80,000 deficit that they had to figure out, but I think cutting, like, every student pays in $414, and we should be doing our best to, like, give that back out in a productive way. My last interview is with Kate Moe, another first-year ASWAC senator. She's a member of the Student Outreach Committee, and in contrast to the other senators, her position is an elected one. I asked Kate some of the same questions I had for Owen, but our interview focuses primarily on her thoughts on the budget, not necessarily her individual projects. I am Kate Moe. I use she, her, hers pronouns. I'm a first-year, and I am a I'm the freshman representative for the ASWAC Student Outreach committee. I understand student outreach operates a little differently from the other committees in the sense that you have to run for your position. Mm -hmm. Why did you pick student outreach where there's that aspect of it? I wanted to join sustainability. I couldn't. Student outreach was an opportunity that I had so I was like I'll run because no one else was. I thought it was a very cool concept of reaching out from students personally and I think having the yearly representatives is a really interesting and productive way to engage student outreach. I know like that's a committee that has to operate a certain way because of how it's ran. Like how we pretty much operate right now is there is a freshman representative, a sophomore, junior, and senior representative. Then we have our chair and then we have one more representative from another class. So you were at the budget town hall that happened on Monday. Just what were some of your general takeaways from that meeting? I walked into it uh, a little bit late, so I didn't really get the starting pieces of it. 
they are decreasing the student outreach, diversity, equity, inclusion, sustainability, nominations, and then communications committees all to $2,000 for everyone. However, committees as finance and oversight within ASWAC have a $3,000 budget. And I think everyone there should be paid, but I think it should all be an equal amount as it's not really equitable to be say to be in a position of power of dictating a $600,000 budget and saying, "Oh, we're like we have to we have to keep ourselves safe a little bit. We have to give ourselves the $3,000 and not really do that for any other committee." So it seems like when we talk about the budget, there's obviously a lot to it, mm-hmm. but it seems to be impacting the students or at least in the conversations I've had over the last day in two ways. Either you're a member of ASWAC who is unsure about how much money you're getting paid Mm -hmm. next year, or you're in some other kind of stipended position, Mm -hmm. unsure about if or how much you're getting paid next year. Do you think communication to the general student population about how ASWAC's budget process looks is something that needs improving? Oh, 1,000%. We need transparency, and the leadership we have right now isn't giving us that. So something that I heard yesterday that was striking to me, I don't know how you felt about it, was this continuing sentiment that the point of a stipend is not to compensate labor. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on that? Thoughts on how we treat labor in the first place in the world of ASWAC? So on this ASWAC senior outreach Instagram, there have been posts about how much each committee chair works. They didn't put it up for DI or student outreach, but they put it up for sustainability, finance, and the president. Finance works for about 2 to 15 hours a week, and then sustainability works for 4 to 10 hours a week, and ASWAC president works for about 10 to 12 hours every week. For working for working class students and people who are on need to be working for, to be getting compensated, it isn't really fair for people to be putting in that amount of labor and not being paid respectively. How do you balance that idea of fair compensation with other statements said by members of the finance committee that for stipends to count as educational, they can't be more than 20% of the hours worked? I think we need to be switching over to hourly. I don't think the finance committee can dictate. I don't think they're, they have the jurisdiction. I don't think they should be able to say you're, they're literally saying you're doing more hours than you're doing, than you're being paid for. I guess they are the finance committee. I know there are some like legal concerns with that, but like at the end of the day, like a stipend should be, should be equivalent to the amount of work you're putting in. And these stipends are just not enough. Yesterday, there was some conversation about what the proposed budget would mean for your committee in particular for student outreach. What do those changes look like? So currently, as Lou and Merrill, the chair of student outreach, puts it, we should have six members on our committee. He really emphasized that it was really important to have, for student outreach to have six members. If the cuts were to happen, every member of student outreach would be paid approximately $160 a semester. So under this new budget, the lump sum would go to the chair of the committee, I presume, to split up. Does that worry you? Yes. What about it worries you? I think we've been in a position now where the finance committee has already kind of chosen each committee's worth based off how they assigned the budget, they kind of put themselves forward and said that us and oversight do the most work, which isn't really equitable. 
in my standards. I think it would definitely, and I said this in the meeting yesterday, I think they're not going to get a lot of people involved in ASWAC next year if these budget, if this is, if this budget is passed. If I were to sign on and I was told that I would be receiving $160, I wouldn't do it. If this budget passes, I will not be running for a senior outreach representative because I can, I, the amount of work I put in is not worth is worth way more than $160. I feel like this is a bigger conversation that needs to be had, but like, I don't really trust people in positions of leadership divvying up money. And I started a while ago, but like, an example of why I don't is how this budget was laid out with with each committee. So you're worried about people not running for positions or seeking out positions in ASWAC if this budget were to pass. Mm -hmm. Do you have that same kind of concern towards other positions that, as of right now, are like funded via ASWAC stipends? So BONAP Advisory, Council of Student Affairs, all these committees that are super important. The amount of time and effort that goes on to people on the Student Affairs Committee, I'm, sp- I'm saying that because I've had direct experience with them. It's pretty remarkable. It's a lot of work and time and effort. I mean, there are a lot of zeros on this chart. There are not a lot of positions being paid. I think that it's really difficult to get student student engagement, which is pretty much what ASWAC should be getting if you're not properly compensating people the right amount. I think there's two different conversations that need to be had with compensation. It's one of how much to compensate and whether to compensate at all. And currently looking at the numbers and all these zeros, it doesn't seem like we're compensating a majority of our student body pretty much at all. It's important to emphasize that the budget all of my interviews focus on is yet to be voted on and is in no way final. That vote, in more conversation on the proposed budget, will happen at ASWAC's next Senate meeting held the evening of Sunday, April 10th. Like Salma mentioned in her emails to The Wire, the best way to be involved in these decisions is to attend Senates and advocate for what you feel is important. No matter the outcome of that meeting, I think it is fair to guess that our conversations surrounding student labor and what counts as compensation are here to stay and are, by no means, solely restricted to student government. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Whitman Wire podcast. Apashaya will be back next week with part three in our Witties in the Workforce series. Thank you.